Hello and welcome to Coaching Confidential, a podcast hosted by ICF certified professional coaches Lisa D Mateo and myself Vimla Gulabani. In this podcast we bring you inside a real live unscripted coaching session. And at the end of the coaching session you hear from the client about the impact of the coaching and you hear about the skills that the coach used. Today we are doing something slightly different and Lisa will tell us what that is. Yeah, so this podcast is for coaches, for folks who are curious about being coached or for those who are maybe interested in becoming a coach. And this particular episode is still for all these people, for all of you, and those who are interested in becoming a coach might find this episode particularly interesting or enlightening. So today we are going to be talking with a fellow coach of ours and we'll introduce him in in a moment. Basically what we're doing is looking at a couple of different angles on what it's like to be a coach, what it's like in our personal relationships, what it's like when people who aren't familiar with coaching might think that our regular conversations with them actually are coaching. Awesome. Let's go ahead and introduce Terry. Yeah, so we are having a conversation upcoming with Terry Barkman. Terry is part of an organization called Sailboat Coaching International and he actually coaches executives via the activity of sailing. How cool is that? Yes. And uh You'll get to know more about Terry in the conversation and there will be links to his website, his social media handles and so on in the show notes as well. A note for the audience, today's episode begins with uh, Lisa introducing this topic and then Terry and Lisa really go deep very quickly. So enjoy. A lot of us as coaches exhibit coach-like behavior when we're not even coaching. So like that might look like we're extremely curious. That might look like we acknowledge people we might use coaching language. And so for those reasons or for any others that might come up in our conversation, people in our lives might be like thinking we're coaching them when we're not. Mm-hmm. And that can be a really weird thing to navigate in relationships. There are also things that happen that aren't that that come up because you're a coach and you're in relationship with others. And I was looking to hear from coaches about what their experiences are with that specific thing or something else like that. Uh, We're talking about being a coach outside of coaching? Well, we're talking about, yeah, being a human who happens to be a coach outside of coaching. And so like there's this difference, right, between being in a coaching session that includes things like a designed alliance and permission from the other to be coached and all of that and having a coach-like conversation and even more just being a human who is a coach who I guess I would fall under coach-like conversation because if you're a coach sometimes you behave coach-like it's not necessarily a coach-like conversation but you behave like a coach Mm -hmm. even though you're not actually coaching because you can't coach somebody without their permission right right well, and I have had someone say to me, stop coaching me right now, uh, to which I responded, what am I doing that feels like coaching to you? And they go, that, that, that question is a coaching question. 
So asking a question is like being a coach. I guess, yeah. I, it's hard for you to know exactly what another person is experiencing in a moment, uh, especially if they won't tell you. But uh, yes. Okay. I've certainly been in that position. And I've reacted or responded in a variety of ways, oftentimes with curiosity, which kind of what you did, like it, it sort of like cements the, 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 the deal. So, um, so how did that go? Like, how did, how did you resolve that situation? In that particular situation, I just backed off. Mm. I said, okay, I mean, this is, this is what you're asking me for and I don't understand it. Uh, and I'm going to let you have it. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, you backed off. What was the cost? Was there any? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like there was a cost to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there are lots of kinds of barriers to intimacy, whether it's a fear or uh, some undealt with trauma. The odd thing about a barrier to intimacy is that we may not know what it is. Right, knowing what it is in it in itself is a form of intimacy. It's a form of knowing, mm-hmm. and of course, part of what makes me a good coach, I hope, is that I'm curious, and so I'm just desperately curious to know what the thing is that I'm not allowed to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and asking is not uh, welcome, and so I'm continuing to not ask. Yeah, yeah. So. Are you saying that the cost in that particular moment was um, the possibility of intimacy in that particular relationship or an intimate moment anyways? Yeah, I mean, um, I guess the way I think of it is that we've lost two levels of relationship. Say more? Two levels of relationship depth. Mm, Okay, yeah. If it was only one moment... Uh, then that would be just a blip. But it was a defining moment. It was a moment, and there are going to be more like these. Yeah. And so there really is a true barrier to uh, getting to know someone if questions are kind of off the table. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually think we were going to go in this direction, but I actually... I think that it's really interesting because... um, And and let's pull the word intimacy out because I think that can be polarizing for people in terms of how, how they define it. But when you said the word depth, yes, that really felt like, yeah, like, you know, you have friends that you get together with and you talk about the weather and that's all you do. Um, And then you have friends that, you know, there's certain layers of kind of revelation you can go to in, in these relationships. And it sounds like in this particular situation, the person opposite you put up a, boundary Mm -hmm. um, because they perceived your curiosity as a human in that relationship Mm -hmm. a particular way and it was like no so what was lost was the ability to have some depth either in that conversation or in your case you're saying it's repetitive so in the relationship right yeah and one thing maybe i would add to that is that uh for me, at least, the conversation is the relationship. There's the conversation small, the micro conversation that we're having today, but then there's the overarching conversation that spans decades. Yeah. Uh, and if that conversation is 
uh, sort of restricted by external limiters, uh, I, or I guess internal to one of the people in the relationship, external to me, then that's as far as the relationship can go. That's the boundary. Yeah. It feels like there might have been an assumption. I wonder if there was an assumption that there's two of you in relationship with this person. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what if we just went around with badges that said, like, coach, friend, mm-hmm. partner, like, and I, I'm here as friends today. Like, there's no coaching. I don't do coaching on anybody. And, and like, I mean, I, I suppose this happens in any profession, right? Where somebody does something like a doctor, like, don't treat me. Well, okay, I'm not on the table. Like, I'm not going to treat you. <laughs> but like, how, how do, how do you handle this? I'm holding this thing of like, there's an assumption that when I'm in relationship with you as a friend, I'm also showing up as a coach, but we don't generally, okay. And well boundaried relationships. We don't generally do that. Right. Yeah. And maybe badges would be helpful. Um, for me, and it'll be interesting to see what other people say for me, being a coach is so much a part of who I am. It would be hard to separate. Uh, and that was not the same for me when I was an electrician. Oh, I knew if I was wiring your house or not. Yeah. There was zero ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if somebody said to me, hey, stop wiring my house, I could clearly show how I wasn't doing that. Yeah. Uh, but it's a different thing when they say, well, I, f- I feel like you are. Yeah. That feel is a is an interesting one because we can't argue with somebody's perception. Um, but I'm wondering in the in the electrical career moment, if there was a more subtle uh, experience of that, say, like, obviously, if you have your tool belt on and you're, you know, holding somebody's wires, <laughs> um, you know, you're doing the electrical thing. What about something like where they're asking you about something, you know, pe- craftsmen or tradesmen, um, people, tra- uh, tradespeople will often say, like, people are always asking me about what I do, like, or uh, like how to fix something. Was it more subtle in those moments? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit, uh, I was pretty clear on what my boundaries were. Um, Mm -hmm. and my, my love for coaching is so much bigger than my love for being an electrician ever was. Uh, and so I would very quickly come to a place where like, I'm not having fun anymore. Uh, and if I'm not having fun, then you should be paying me. Hmm. Um, and in fact, I had a conversation about these sorts of boundaries with my cousin, who's a doctor and people, uh, apparently all the time ask him, Hey, what about this thing that I'm experiencing? And he unequivocally says, well, you should go see a doctor. Yeah, well, you're a doctor. All right, well, do you want to take off your pants right now? Because <laughs> because you have to be clear on what kind of relationship this is. And I have my friend badge on right now. If you want to see me with my doctor's yeah. badge on, come to the office. 
uh, make an appointment, sit in the waiting room, and then we can do doctory stuff. Yeah, so that's a really clear example of a person who does a thing for a career who is setting clear boundaries. So if we come back to the example with your friends, and I want to be super clear, Terry, that I'm not trying to coach you now. (laughs) (laughs) Although I swear it may may sound like it. How, How or it is that kind of thing helpful in that situation? Or are you actually wanting to be able to be really coach-like in personal relationships? Uh, Let me answer that question this way. I would say that the experience I just told you about is an outlier um, where I lost depth with somebody because of perceived coachiness. In all of the important and especially new relationship in my life, showing up... uh, not necessarily as a coach, but as somebody who is a coach, as a human who also thinks about things and does emotional work and has intuition. Uh, in all the other relationships of my life, this has been a superpower. Mm. Say more about that last piece. Well, I want to have friends who are coaches. Uh, and I think people want to have friends who are coaches. Which was the last piece? Oh, the superpower piece. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like being a coach, showing up as a human who also coaches, um, allows you to tap into all sorts of valuable relationship resources, like having an intuition for somebody, like being able to show up powerfully in empathy, like being able to ask the question, well, hey, I know you're talking right now, but are you wanting to vent? Are you looking for advice? Let's clarify. Even if we don't have a quote-unquote designed alliance, what are we agreeing that this conversation is? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That place right there that you just named, like how to be in a regular relationship in this way that isn't an everyday way of being in relationship, somebody who isn't familiar with that might automatically think that that's coaching. When a coach is just thinking, well, I'm actually just trying to be an intentional, mindful relationship. This is my way actually of being a good friend. And yeah, I have these skills. Maybe I got them in my own journey of personal development, maybe they were something that I acquired through my coach training, but they're actually my personal skills that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sharing here. That place is really fascinating. I wish we had more time to talk about that. Uh, maybe we actually come back to that as, a, as its own episode at some point. I would love that. Is there anything that you would like folks listening to know about you or what you do, Terry? Uh, yeah, I coach executives. Uh, I do team building and my favorite way to do team building is on a sailboat. That's so, so unique. I've been in this world for about 15 years now, and you are the first sailboat coach I've ever met in 15 years of coaching. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, the best way is my website, sailboatcoachinginternational.com. Sailboat Coaching International. Sailboat coaching international.com or Google Terry, the sailboat coach and all my stuff will come up. YouTube, Instagram, all of it. Awesome. And that's Terry T E R R Y 
exactly. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Terry. Well, it has been a lot of fun and uh, let's do it again soon. All right. Great, Terry. Thanks. Lisa, that was a powerful conversation. So what's standing out to you? Well, uh, first, I just loved the banter with Terry. <laughs> it was really fun to um, have a conversation about something that we both related to uh, in different ways. But for sure, uh, when Terry talks about how the conversation is the relationship for him, that was sort of like a bam to me. And I'll admit, when he very first said it, it didn't hit me quite that way. It was only in our editing process that I really, um, I felt like that conversation came to me on a silver platter. Like, this is, <laughs> this is really important, this, this, this idea, this concept. And so for me, this idea that in any relationship we're having, a uh, romantic partnership, a friendship, a work relationship, anything that we're having all these little conversations. So all these small moments in across the relationship, but that there's this bigger conversation happening that spans the entire relationship is just fascinating to me. It's sort of like, what is this relationship about? What is the purpose of it? What is happening across the entire arc of the relationship? It's almost poetic, the idea of this for me. And um, I've been exploring this concept deeply ever since Terry, ever since it hit me. And there's certainly probably more to come on this uh, for me. But that's me. What, uh, what popped out for you, Vimla? Uh, the conversation is the relationship. That did jump out to me as well. Uh, but... Um... There was something else that was also very powerful in that, you know, at one point, uh, Terry said that um, most people want, want to have friends who are coaches. And I, I completely, completely agree with that. I think uh, I have believed that since I became a coach, but I did not find the words to put it like that, that most people want to have friends who are coaches. And as friends, uh, we bring a lot of curiosity, a lot of um, sort of, you know, boundary setting in our relationships. At least that's true for me. I bring a lot of curiosity, a lot of boundary setting, meaning I don't step into the space of uh, offering advice to my friends without first asking them, <laughs> would they like advice <laughs> or not? And um, I think uh, it has deepened my friendships. So I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also being in friendship with you, Vimla, I can say that this is true. And I really appreciate being on the other end of those qualities. I, I love hearing that that's a piece that, that stood out for you. Um, I think Terry called it valuable relationship resources. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, and, and it brings up like a really... Um, kind of that topic again of like sometimes those relationship resources can be confused for coaching. Yes. Right. Because they're not standard 
in all relationships. And maybe they're new in a long arced relationship. And so the other person on the other side is kind of confused because those resources weren't always there. And so it's sort of like, wait, what's different here? (laughs) Is this actually coaching or did this person just change who they are or change how they be in relationships? Yes. Yes, that is so, so, so very true, especially in the long arced relationships. Lisa, you bring up a great point. And the long arced relationships sometimes get very confused when we become a coach, uh, when one person becomes a coach in that relationship. Yeah, so that's something maybe we have to explore more in a future episode. For sure, for sure. And I'm thinking too, like this happens in all kinds of relationships with all kinds of people who do all kinds of different things, right? We're just shining the light on coaching. And I'm just thinking like, you know, this, this idea of using the relationship resource of clarity and kind of speaking about how the relationship changes when the people in it actually change how they be is a really awesome skill, whether you're a coach, a teacher, a software engineer, (laughs) or, uh, you know, unemployed, doesn't matter, right? Like, this can happen anywhere at any time with any people. Yes. Um, All right. So what are we doing next time? So we're, we're queuing up episode 14. And in that episode, we continue talking to our peer coaches, we're going to be talking with a different coach about some of that confusion. Exciting. And as usual, if folks want to reach us, they can look at the show notes, visit the website. We would love to hear from you. Uh, We'd love to hear your opinions, the impact this podcast is having on you, if it's having an impact on you, or anything else that you might want to share with us. Uh, There will be links in the show notes on how you can reach out to us. All right. And so we'll see you in episode 14. 